shut. Welcome back to Changing the Times. Boys, it's been a while. And you kicking off another season of the NFL as it opens up with training camp this week. Some teams are reporting today. Other teams have already reported, and some teams will report later this week. Guys, but it's been a crazy offseason as a whole. Obviously, one thing that we seem to be uh, talking about a lot right now is the whereabouts of certain quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers has reported to camp um, in Green Bay. There was a lot of speculation that he wasn't going to report uh, out in Green Bay uh, throughout the entire time. The offseason's been kind of goofy. He's showed no indications of getting back together. But according to, obviously, sources above us, He's gotten uh, two years removed from his contract. This seems to be the, the swan song, if you may, in Green Bay this year. Uh, then he, he may have the opportunity to be traded next season um, and maybe kind of look, do a Tom Brady-type deal uh, to see where he ends up. First of all, Spencer, welcome back. You know, it's been a good offseason for you. You had some play, uh, coaching baseball this year, football season, about to roll in. David, yeah. you and I have spent the last almost month on the circuit, the, the uh, Under Armour basketball circuit, where we a lot of basketball. And I got to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to not getting on a plane Thursday night and getting into a gym for 18 hours. Uh, I love it. I love those guys. But I'm, I'm excited not to be traveling. So I'm glad we can get back into football. It's a, it's a love of all of ours. And uh, Spencer, you know, we, there's still that ongoing dinner that's hanging over the ahead. But uh, we know before the season kicks off, We'll, we'll get back to it. We're looking forward to spending the next, uh, I don't know, five, six months with you guys doing these things. I know we're going to try to crank out a bunch of podcasts leading up to the season. But we're going to talk about some of the top ten storylines. So, David, like I said, with Aaron Rodgers, what's your thoughts on how, how this thing's all transpired? Um, relatively, when you actually think about it, at the end of the day, not surprising with how the whole offseason has gone with his huge stance of I'm not going to play, I'm not going to play. You know, I don't think that ever was going to happen one way or the other for Aaron Rodgers or the Packers. I mean, the Packers, you know, they, they made this huge contract um, concession with Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been a baby about this, in my opinion, the whole entire way. But if I'm just going to look at this from both sides, um, you do have Jordan Love, a first-round pick who, in theory – Year three is always going to be that year that even with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to want to find out what you have because you can't go into year four, never playing the guy and all that good stuff. So kind of the timeline, you know, it gives Aaron a lot of control of where he could get traded to and all that. I think the deal makes sense for everybody involved. It gets the Packers, the quarterback that they need this year. It gives Aaron control of his future next year. And really, from my opinion, it's a shame on both sides in a lot of ways because this was always going to be the way it was going to end up. And now you have just made, you have made both sides look stupid. And I think Aaron Rodgers looks like a baby. And honestly, in the future, now the Packers don't look like a place where, you know, if you're a big time free agent, is that really where you want to go? So it's, it's both sides here, but Aaron to me is in the wrong in a lot of it, but. But I think that the deal itself makes sense for everybody involved. Spencer, let me ask you a question. Do you think this taints Aaron Rodgers' legacy in Green Bay? I think it's a great question. And and um, 
I, I would, I would, I would absolutely say, say yes. Um, I, I would absolutely say that this taints the legacy of Aaron Rodgers because you look at some of the quarterbacks that have come before, um, you know, Bart Starr and, and, and I guess Brett Favre and we, we could, I, I guess, talk about Brett Favre and, and that does taint a little bit of his legacy in green Bay, um, him, him going to the Minnesota Vikings, but he was kind of being forced out. Um, Aaron Rodgers is completely different. The Packers really wanted Aaron Rodgers to stay. Whereas, whereas, whereas with, um, Brett Favre, they, 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 they wanted, they wanted the young kid to get an opportunity. I think that the Packers really messed this up because unless they win a Super Bowl, they could have gotten first round picks. You could have gotten insurance here for this, for Jordan Love and this quarterback selection. And you look at how Tom Brady handled the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, and those are two similar players because Tom and Aaron are both going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And Aaron's 36 years old, so you want to develop a younger quarterback. It's a late first-round pick. You're taking a chance on a guy with a high upside. It's the 25th pick. It's, it's essentially almost a second-round value on Jordan Love. And then Aaron Rodgers played one and a half, two years, and now he's he's throwing this tantrum. But for Green Bay, this is a big error because after this year with Aaron Rodgers, he's probably going to leave. You can't get anything for Aaron Rodgers. And unless you win a Super Bowl, this isn't worth it at all. And also, it makes Matt LaFleur as a young head coach, it makes him kind of look worthless. It's a horrible look for Matt LaFleur a little bit. It's very embarrassing that he really doesn't have a control over his team or over his star players. Well, I would disagree with that. I think Matt LaFleur is like the middleman. I really believe that. I think the whole gamut, there's been a rift with the GM and upper management throughout this entire season. And I don't blame anything with Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur has to coach the players he has on, on the floor or on the field. And I think ultimately, I think Aaron Rodgers, I think he's been very pompous. I think he's arrogant about this. Um, you signed a contract, David, you and I were talking about it. You signed a contract to play. And all of a sudden you're not happy because who they draft. Guess what? You're not the GM, dude. And I get tired of players jumping in and thinking that they have more value. They're pay you're paying you $40 million a year. Guess what? Anybody else, any other job would be like, you know what? I'm not I'll be thrilled to be a part of it. I get it. You're married, engaged, your your girlfriend, fiance, uh, wife. She's Miss, Miss Hollywood, and she may not like the, the likes of Green Bay. And now all of a sudden, you're, you're annoyed because of this, and this is how you want to play out your career. Hey, God bless the Green Bay Packers for allowing this. To be honest with you, David, if I was an owner, if I was a GM, no, nah, man, you signed a contract. This is where you're going to be. If you don't want to be, retire. I don't care. I'm going to have to say. I know you can play. And you know what, Spencer, you're saying that there might not be a lot of value for him. I got to be honest with you. If he goes out and plays like he did last season, people are going to trade for him. They really are. Now, what they're going to give up, you know, maybe you're right because they know he wants out. So, hey, because a year from now, you can be stuck in a similar situation, you know? David, your thoughts? Well, I, I the one part I disagree with, and maybe time will tell with, with Spencer, is and I agree with you, coaches. Trade value, 2023 is a trade year for Aaron Rodgers. And if you play well, it doesn't teams are not going to – it's almost going to be like a bidding war of – Okay, we can get two, three years of Aaron Rodgers. I'll give up two first round picks for that. You know, that's the way I feel. I'm not saying that they, everybody will know that they need to trade. If he has a bad year, there is no value because the demand won't be there. But I mean, they saw what Tom Brady did last year. Sure. If you were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you, 
well, just think of it this way. The franchise, where the franchise was with the Bucks, you would give up five, six first-round picks to win that Super Bowl. I mean, sure. If you had to trade for him. So if you think Aaron Rodgers is our missing piece, you'll give up the two first-round picks in a second to secure him over the next team. I get what you're. I get what you're saying, David. But this year with Aaron Rodgers, I'm just not sure that this Packers machine, because you know how football is. You know, you got to have all. You got to have all 22 guys. You know, being engaged. I think that this offseason is going to hamper the the mental performance of this team because Aaron Rodgers, you're getting a lot more than just the football player. You're getting the constant headache, the constant drama of Aaron Rodgers. I'm, you know, I agree with Coach. It it would drive me crazy to be a Green Bay Packer or, or, you know, and be a part of that team. And and it's so dysfunctional. And and Aaron and it's just put this this franchise in just such a difficult situation with how he's been acting. And it, it's it, it's ridiculous. And, and I agree with you, Coach, that the owners need to take a stand and have some self-respect here because they're just getting bullied by Aaron. Okay. All right. Uh, just to reiterate one point, I don't think it's that the owners need to take – a stance and getting bullied by Aaron. I think it's the owners in sports in general, whether it's the NBA, MLB, or NFL. They they have no backbone. And I, show me the owner that really has stood up. Because now even we're gonna get into the next topic. But there's another quarterback that now the team is took the stance. Oh, we're not trading him. They're gonna trade him in Deshaun Watson. That's gonna be the next topic here. So David, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Okay, he's yeah. obviously had a very lively offseason. All right, yeah. he made it perfect perfectly clear he did not want after the season fans to come out and do a parade and like keep Deshaun here. He wasn't happy with the franchise and the moves they made. Obviously they were terrible. They traded DeAndre Hopkins away uh, last season. They have nobody coming back. All right. Um, it, it's a franchise on the decline uh, and they're going through a new administration. But then all of a sudden the golden boy who seemed like, you know, this is, they signed a major contract. He, he was the up and comer. You know, people remember who he was drafted behind. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, all these allegations now, and they are allegations. There's no been no criminal charges brought up, but they are sexual allegations. And how the NFL has not handled this, I think, has been very unprofessional throughout because they're putting teams that that have interest in them. But all of a sudden, we talked about this: was is Deshaun Watson going to get traded before the draft? And all of a sudden, 22 women, I believe, have brought up allegations. They have not gone away. The NFL has not done anything. Deshaun has now reported to the Houston Texans. Uh, training camp i have not seen any clippings about if he said anything if anything's been mentioned if they be even interviewed him or if he's going to touch this because like we said these are allegations of sexual assault now some of them have filed criminal charges they want cr uh, criminal charges to be done and if you're an nfl team right now my question to you guys is this he's a great quarterback he's a great young quarterback that you could see being in the league for the next 10 to 12 years are you willing to take a risk and trading a lot of picks, like the Philadelphia Eagles. We live in Philadelphia, Spencer. Everyone's talking they have potentially three first-round picks next year for a guy that may not be able to play this year, let alone next year. So what's your stance? How do you think how, – how, first of all, how do you think the NFL has handled the situation, Spencer? 
I, I think that the the NFL, I think that they handled, and David's going to have have a lot more insight on this. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what he's going to say, but I don't think the NFL in this particular case has actually done anything wrong because I've been of the belief that this is between the criminal justice system and this is above the NFL's head. The NFL is just a league, and if he's going to go to jail, he goes to jail. I, I've always been this way. It's not the NFL's job to talk about criminal charges and to and to in, investigate the, this issue. I, I really don't think so. I think it's the police. I think it's it's our law enforcement. Uh, I think it's always been that job. So um, if if he's not in jail, I've always said that that it's appropriate for Aaron for uh, Deshaun Watson to be playing now. In in this instance, this is twenty four times of of this happening. Maybe uh, allegedly, maybe he's completely naive to his wrongdoing. I mean, I mean, it could be possible. It's not an excuse, but it's not a physical. Uh, it, this hasn't been physical uh, with it has women. been. It has been physical, Spencer. It has been physical. Has he been grabbing them? We don't know, but they're not bringing up sexual allegations. Let me tell you something. He's well, not he's, saying he's, like, expo he's exposed himself. We don't know that either, Spencer. We don't know that either. We, these are no, sexual no, no, but the allegations that they've said are that he's exposed himself. It hasn't been physically grabbing a woman's face. Has he grabbed a woman's face during Spencer, this? Thing? Spencer, I'm not gonna. I don't know anything about this. All I know neither is this, do, neither do, neither, That's what I'm saying. So you're but, correcting me on something you don't know anything about. Well, you don't know anything either. Okay, you know, but they're not. But you don't. What I'm saying to you is this: they're sexual allegations, and it's and, exposing and, himself inappropriately. It's it, it's inappropriately removing his. These are what the allegations are saying. It might be false, but he's but the women are saying that he ex, that he was naked. Okay, he removed articles of his clothing. It's a little different than maybe a Bauer circumstance where he's punching them in the face. It's not. It's not domestic violence. It's not violence. It's sexual misconduct i think that's what it is but here's the thing about deshaun watson he's 25 years old if he goes to prison even for two years you're going to get 13 years of, of deshaun watson playing quarterback so i i think that it, for a team if you could get past it it's a no-brainer you you talk about the eagles wanting to keep jalen hurts there's no comparison between jalen hurts and deshaun watson deshaun watson is a proven outstanding star in this league so I think it's. I think that team should definitely be interested in it. Spencer, as I'm, I'm reading this to you verbatim, okay, what yes. it says, okay, they, uh, the latest allegation, okay, with Watson, they assaulted and harassed a plaintiff by touching her with his penis and exposing himself. Sounds like you know, and then he's used more than fifty. Uh, he's used more than fifty different women during massages. He's found women to be vulnerable. Okay, okay. When you have that, guess what, buddy. That's uh, sexual assault. Right, right. It it is assault. Now, now David can even talk about is this violence? Is this in terms of punching them in the face? And it's not that, but it's still a crime, Spencer. No, it's no, it, it, it it is a crime, and he's oh. done this. And and I, I'm not I'm not excusing the action. Now, the the question is morally, it's going to be different. What some people is. When does when does he deserve a second chance? Uh, what, is well, he gonna is he gonna get a he, second chance? Would you ever would you ever give somebody you, a chance of playing on your Spencer, team, Spencer? Before you even get into that, right? My my whole opinion is here. One, I think it's going to be hard for Deshaun Watson to completely avoid any suspension just based on the number of women, whether he actually has done anything or not. 
I think the problem for the NFL here is that this lawyer, even though they the lawyer provides nothing to the NFL, by the way, he they've NFL has tried to investigate this, that, the other thing. Apparently, like like in their investigation meetings, there's been very uncooperative and like they have kept everything very close to the chest. This lawyer, this Busby, and these women, right? They file criminal charges. If you read some of this stuff, but they make very broad statements, but provide have provided like little to no evidence to the police. Apparently, I think the the thing here is it seems like this is all a circus act by a lawyer. That it's almost to me, and I don't want to, I don't want to what's it called? Take these women and say they're lying because it's hard. This is a hard thing to say, but. It's almost like when that I forget what that lawyer's name is tried to extort Nike over the whole. Um, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Avenatti. Avenatti. Like I could be wrong here. It just seems like if something was going to happen big with the NFL already, like they would have had. Like you've seen at times with the NFL, it's like there's an accusation of something, and these guys are suspended right away. Yeah. But yeah. Like, Eze- Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, like without any criminal charges, these guys are suspended right away. There's something telling me that this is for the most part, a farce. And, you know, there might be some misdoing here with, with the show, the Sean Watson, but this seems like they've piled on and piled on and piled on to anyone he's ever come in contact with. My opinion. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound, you know, to the point where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not believing these women, but it's like, how, how are you telling me that it's like, it kind of goes to Spencer's point, And I agree with you too, coach. Is what he, what they're saying he's doing is, it is sexual assault, but it's also a very broad statement. Oh, he exposed himself. Well, do we have cameras of this? I'm, I don't want to see it, but I'm saying, like, where's the evidence of this in any way, shape, or form? You know? Like, because these are very broad and general statements that have been made, like, that almost, like, can't be proven through forensics of, like, you know, well, he touched them with his, his penis. Oh, he showed his penis. Well, in my opinion, it's like, you got to show me some sort of evidence and that's something that it seems like this lawyer ha- hasn't done in any way, shape, or form. It seems like they they swung and missed in a settlement court completely, and now they're going to go criminal. And I I don't know if there's anything there. So that's why I think Deshaun Watson. If I'm an NFL team, I am on hold. But at the end of the day, I do agree with Spencer. It's like the guy is a game changer, and you've kind of seen the way this is playing out. I'd be shocked if anything real ever comes from this, maybe a suspension. That's one thing, but I'm talking about criminally. I'd, I'd be shocked. All right. So let me ask you this question. Does the NFL look bad if they don't do something? Because let's be honest, David, we are in an era where um, everyone's feelings are, you know, counted for and that, and the tone, some of the language and that we use that or once used uh, is no longer that way. And, and, you know, how they handle, and view this allegation, it's no longer, oh, well, it's just an allegation. It's a good old boys network. It's, it's t- sexual assault of any or sexual misconduct of any kind is taken seriously. So um, does the NFL look bad by, by not taking a stance on this? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. Like from the outside, you would say yes. But as I said, these these allegations, you know, like if you remember when it first started, it was like such a – it was such a circus act. Oh, it was one girl. Oh, now it's seven. Now it's 20. Now it's like 42. Oh, I've got, you know, it's like, you know, like the numbers were like by the second were going up, 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 up. And then I have nowhere they were going down, 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 you know? Like, Let's, and I, 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 wanted, know. I, I wanted to add also is that 
the stigma around massages and we could talk about this because we've been around, you know, because we've lived a long time, you know, there, there are some massages they've heard about where, where, where women and, and some people invite that sort of thing to happen. And, and with these women, it, it might have been really Deshaun Watson even said this interpreted that, that they are interested, you know, in, in this sort of All right. thing. All right. Well, well the, con- the conversations really need to be taken into account with this thing. It's not going to impact the NFL. If Deshaun Watson's playing, it doesn't matter how outraged everybody is. The NFL is going to make money. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. The sport is too entertaining. It's not going to have a difference. All right, Spencer. Well, I'm sure Robert Kraft would agree with you with the last comment. Um, so, David, real quick, before we jump into another topic, uh, topic number three, which I think is important. Um do you think Deshaun Watson is traded before they see it, before the uh, free uh, training camp's over? Yes. Where? That I don't know, but once again, he's he's a guy that controls his own destiny. So, like when you point out that like the Philadelphia Eagles have picks, that shit don't matter. No. It 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 just doesn't matter. Like, like he's still at the end of the day. Like we can say he's got all these accusations. This that the other thing he hasn't been he hasn't been criminally charged with anything. You know, NFL has. You know, they've had a long time to mold this over. Has made no indication that they're going to suspend him in any way, shape, or form, you know, okay. at least as of right now. So, I still think Deshaun Watson has all the power. Like, it might not seem that way. To me, it does still, like, from, you know, long term, it still is his career. He has but, a lot of power in it. Like, but where does he get traded? I, I've got one team that seems to be very aggressive. It's the New York Giants. Seems that they'll make any move, but I can't. I don't know if they'll get rid of uh, Daniel Jones, but they've been very, you know, they have the two first round picks next year. You know, sure. I mean, maybe it's the, them. I mean, I do agree it could be the Eagles because, again, you know, but, you know, it's a matter of where does he want to go. And, like, that is, you know, like the Jets, it seems like there might have been a fit, but it ain't training for him now. Like you got Zach Wilson, they love him apparently. Sure, he, sure, he's the golden boy. He's a, he's a new poster child. Uh, and, he's done great in the OTAs, you know. Well, the well, the the Patriots were a destination, but they got Mac Jones. And I can't see exactly. that going. Yeah, and, and but 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 coach, here's the thing. I, I actually think this is the wrong time for the Texans to trade him because now he's going to training camp. And, you know, now you get the guy in the building and it's a very it's very strong for this new head coach to have Deshaun Watson just like sitting on the side because you are building your culture. Uh, teammates that might have respected Spencer, Deshaun Watson Spencer, when he's Spencer, there. Spencer, do you, do you know the reason why he reported the training camp, right? Yeah, to not lose money. No, because they told him they were going to trade him. Did no? I thought he was going to lose money. It was going to. He was going to lose money because yeah, he's going to lose money. But they've also said they have also said they are going to move on. Then like now the report, like yesterday, you start reading the report because one of the reasons he showed up is because that they agreed that they were going to try to facilitate the trade. So like everybody involved kind of knows what the deal is. Well, I would I would make him I would not trade him. I'd make him go to the games or I'd suspend him big money and he should be sitting there in street clothes and, and 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 see then if he has what? any guilt. Suspend him for what? No, no, I put him at the game and I and I would put him as a backup to Tyrod Taylor. Okay, that's fine. He sits there and makes his money. That's great. The the joke's on the, the Texans at that point. Because, because no, the joke's on him because the city is laughing and everybody just loses all respect for him in that. Okay, area. well, Spencer, guess what? He also loses trade value by not having him, by not playing him. 
So, okay, so instead of getting two first rounds, I'm going to give you a third and a first. Oh, that doesn't make any difference at all if he misses one game. It makes no difference about the trade value. Uh, I disagree with that completely. Oh, you think that if he's in camp, if he does practice in camp, you think he's somehow upping his trade value? Spencer, I don't think his trade value can get any higher. But if you diminish him and you don't play him, okay, and all of a sudden they're saying, oh, well, teams are going to assume that there's something else going on there. All right, let's jump into another topic, all right? So I just read this, okay? Unvaccinated players are going to be fined up to $14,000. First of all, all three of us have gotten the vaccine. David, you and I have flown across the country uh, for the past month wearing masks. We've also been in gyms where 10,000 people have come, we've come across daily and we're not have no, have no mask. So since we've all been vaccinated, you know, they want games have been players in Philadelphia. The Phillies have missed games because of, they've been around people. Uh, they have the team has not really done a good job being vaccinated. What's your thoughts on this? First and foremost, do you think that the NFL is actually taking a hard by doing this, taking a hard line saying get vaccinated or else? What's your thoughts on that, Spencer? I think that the NFL, like if they're going to be saying all of this, um, they they need to they need to come out and just just openly admit that they're gonna that they're gonna suspend guys. They're kind of tiptoeing into this a little bit. Um, my stance on it is, and it's going to come down to where you are morally. Is, is even though I've gotten vaccinated, um, I, I believe that if you're feeling if, if you're not feeling sick, that you shouldn't be tested and you should be playing football this year. And especially with our vaccination rates getting higher, you have an opportunity to get it. I think that the NFL players should have a choice whether they want it or not. And if they're feeling sick, then they could get tested at that point. If not, I think that we should just carry on with a football season. David. Um, yeah, the vaccination, it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, in general, um, for me, I think that the NFL, you know, has made a very clear stance. It's a, for me, it's a private company. And if they want you to be vaccinated to play and you're getting paid millions of dollars, you have two choices. You can either play or you don't like, I don't feel bad for the person that wants to publicly take the stance. Well, I don't want to be vaccinated. Well, you don't have to play in this private industry. Like, you know, we're paying you to be on the field and not get sick. So, you know, I agree one hundred percent. I think it's even though you want to say it's a personal decision. No, I'm fine. And don't play. Don't get well, paid. Well, by the way, the players that get get the virus, then that 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 is not vaccinated, they would only be out like fourteen days. Is that is that correct? If it's Spencer, fourteen days is two games. All right. So, with all due respect, I think that's stupid. I think all players. Well, well, you're, well you still get to play the majority of your season. Spen- uh, okay, so Spencer, suppose you get the last two games and your team's in a playoff hunt. Okay, now you're going to miss two games. You're going to cost your team. You're going to cost your franchise the opportunity if you're a star player. So, with yeah. all due respect, in my opinion, I, I know people. Well, don't well wanna... but some people are very religious. They 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 save God your religion more... stuff. Okay, save well, it. Okay, well, that's the only God is more important. I'm not. I'm, I don't agree with these players. I've gotten vaccinated. I'm just trying to give you maybe their perspective that they think it's more important than the game of football then 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 don't play that's my opinion get vaccinated and 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 for, and get back to normal okay that's what they want you to do they know what your religion and everything else is fine okay now i always love when people when they don't want to do something they throw up religion david honestly it sickens me okay shut up you're you're not you you don't have moral values on these issues but you know what all of a sudden now you don't want to get vaccinated because it's more you you're because of your religion bs okay so don't play that with me all right so I'm going to throw it out to you guys. You guys have a couple of topics to discuss. David, why don't you fire first and we'll alternate? 
So go ahead. Um, I think my first first topic is maybe a little bit less uh, mainstream, but kind of is what do we think is Urban Meyer? Is he going to be able to flourish in Jacksonville over time the way he did in Ohio State and Florida? So, uh, do you want Spencer to take first, Craig? Yeah, you go into this first. It's a little I'm, lo- I'm loving, thing. I'm loving this Urban Meyer thing. And by the way, here's the thing that I'm gonna. You, you know what's happening today is that there's this there's this quarterback out there. There's this quarterback that transferred to being a tight end in Logan Thomas, and he's gonna make seventy five million dollars today. So people saying that Tim Tebow can't transfer to be a tight end. I mean, Logan Thomas is already a six-seven guy. That's a big guy that is, that has done it successfully. There's quarterbacks like Blake Bell that are playing in the. Why NFL. don't you answer the question? So, so, so basically, Urban Meyer, this thing's going to be a complete disaster. All right, <laughs> you got Jacksonville. You have that. You have an owner that is flirting with moving his team across across the United States and into London. You have a coach that is that has run the most elementary college offense ever. You have the coach that has no control over chemistry. That employed guys such as Riley Cooper, Aaron Hernandez, um, you know Percy Harvin guys. This, this is going to be a complete circus disaster. You are playing against the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. And 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 the hype train is out of control. You have a guy in Trevor Lawrence that people are considering to be a potential Hall of Fame guy as a quarterback. The expectations are too much. And Urban Meyer, you've seen how college coaches transfer to the NFL. It's a much bigger failure. You have Steve Spurrier uh, that that tried to do it. You know, Nick Saban didn't make the playoffs in his first several seasons. I don't think he did. So. Urban Meyer, again, he's a guy that can't bridge the gap. He doesn't get along with his players. And and it's going to be a massive failure uh, in Jacksonville, not only this year, but going forward. All right, I disagree. I think Urban Meyer, you know, it's going to take some time. David, they're, they're a young franchise. They're just building this thing. It's like they, they picked the star quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. I think they're going to go through their aches and pains, but I, I think they're going to get it right. I think they've got, you know, they're going to start off with a core of young nucleus uh, guys that, haven't been in the NFL, and they're going to build it their way. They pretty much have torn it all down. I think the guy's been a learner everywhere he's gone, whether it's been Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, uh, Ohio State. I don't think this guy's going to fail. I really don't. I know we've seen guys that have failed in the past, like Spencer mentioned, a few of them, but Jim Harbaugh was successful. He was a college guy, and he went to the NFL and led the guys, to, led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. So there are there are rare exceptions, and I think Arvin Meyer will, will be that exception. So I think he's going to build it his way. Um, I don't like the fact that, yeah, they are going to London, but I don't think he's going to let that bother. I think he's going to, he's going to bring the right people in. I think he brought Brian Schottenheimer to be the offensive coordinator in. He's got a lot of college. He's got a lot of pro guys that are in, in there. So I, David, I think, I think he's going to be okay. I think it's going to take, I think it's two or three year process and we'll evaluate it in three years. So I, I could be completely wrong. Coach, but, he also brought in a coach at Iowa that was fired from, from okay, University of Iowa disgraced. He's also drafted a Travis Etienne. You know what he said about his first round running back? Oh, he might be a third down pass catcher. He already drafted a running back in the first round. He's got a good you know running, backs. running backs are devalued. He has no idea really what he's doing. The ownership is terrible. I mean, I'm curious to hear what David has to say about this. Well, I, th- I think Urban Meyer, uh, Urban Meyer, we'll, we'll talk about the ownership. The ownership, I think, gets it right in one aspect. Now, it's Urban Meyer, the guy will be, will be the next question. But 
they're getting it right in the idea of you hire a completely outside source and you're going to give this guy probably by, by his contract, you got to give him four to five years unless you're just going to eat a ton of money no matter what. So with Trevor Lawrence, you're going to give Trevor Lawrence your number one guy real stability through the first three, four years no matter what because you're not hiring some random you know, coordinator who I have no, you could just get rid of in a year if it really just didn't work out. So you, you've invested a ton of money into Urban. And he better, they better get it right. Now, Urban Meyer, you know, the fact that he has all this time to get it right, which is something that most coaches do not actually get. You know, like John Gruden got the 10 years, so he's got a ton of time to get his thing right. You know, it seems like they're on the right path, like slowly, even though some years, you know, they're not quite over the top. They've gotten progressively a little bit better each year. I think Urban Meyer in time will get this right. I don't think that this year will be pretty. I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't think, you know, they're, they're going to be very good. But give coaches time, give, you know, systems time to develop and give GMs real time to identify, you know, develop identity. It seems like that has worked over the course of time in the NFL. And I think Urban over three, four years will start getting this right with a quarterback that, who I don't believe he's as good as everyone makes him out to be, I think will be pretty damn good. So I, I think that they get the move right long-term. Okay, Sp- I agree with you, David. So uh, Spencer, fire off one of your topics. All right, so we we have Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, and and Sam Darnold. And, and what quarterback in the NFL, or what, what which one of these quarterbacks, or I guess we can ask it about all three, do you see any of these guys starting in the NFL next year? Do you think that they're going to be good enough this year to warrant that next season of, of, of production? How do you think they're going to do this year? David, you want to fire first? Well, I, th- I think it's a great question, Spencer. I mean, I think I, last year I kind of made my stance on Drew Locke relatively clear. I don't think he's a long-term NFL quarterback. I do agree with Spencer that Drew Locke is very talented, can make all the throws. I I question, you know, competitive drive at times. You know, you can go to certain clips throughout the year. You, you start seeing, like, you know, he, he'll bail out of plays, different things like that. Very talented guy, though, if you ever put it together, has a real chance. But I just don't think he's a mental makeup to be a successful quarterback long-term in the NFL. And by success, I mean winning playoff games. And, you know, I don't mean throwing 4,000 yards, certain amount of touchdowns, but still going, you know, 7-10. and 10. You know, so that's not success for me. Yeah. But Daniel Jones is in this weird situation where, you know, it's a make or break year. They have invested everything around him. Um, I am, as a Giants fan, going to hopefully say he will be successful. You know, you know I, I think he, he hopefully will be the guy moving forward. It's against my better judgment, but I'm just going to try to be positive. Um, I think Sam Donald, long term, he just, he just is what he is. You know, I don't think he'll be great with the Panthers, but, you know, there's only so many quarterbacks to go around. Uh, I think that they will move on with a very aggressive owner, and maybe that's maybe that's where Deshaun Watson ends up, you know, long-term. Like, you could say, well, they just got Sam Darnold. You get the chance to get Deshaun Watson with a very aggressive owner. You're like, you know. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I, I think you're right about that. I, you know, they also drafted Chuba Hubbard in the fourth round. Like, the Panthers are going all in, and I agree with you there. Go yeah, ahead. I would, I would say that I think the Drew Locke experience has got one more year left. Obviously, there's already been rumors that Aaron Rodgers has a liking for there. Uh, 
Deshaun Watson also has a liking for there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's got one year to do it. Let's not forget this. They also have Teddy Bridgewater on the roster. And I think Teddy Bridgewater has done a lot of things in his career, you know, and I think he, he could be the starter. If, if Drew Locke doesn't see the writing on the wall then I this year, then I don't think he ever will. So of all the three, I think that, uh, True Lock's the one that you know has the uh, most to most to prove this year. Uh, with regard to Daniel Jones, yeah, I think he's in in a position where the Giants are going to make a decision soon. You know, and I think he has to do it a lot this year. I think Sam Darnold will actually flourish under a new offense. Uh, I think they've got the right pieces around them. I would think Carolina is going to make a big push this year. I love I love what Matt Roll has done. Um, I, I think the franchise with Christian McCaffrey, I think Sam Darnold, the best thing that happened to Sam Darnold is he got out of New York. He got out of, of the Adam Gase mess that was for the last three years. Um, out of the spotlight. Some people will thrive in it and other people get burned up in it. I think he got burned up in it. He was a young kid when he got drafted. He's still young, and I still think he has a lot to prove. But I think Sam Darnold could really, uh, of the three, be the best uh, this year, really make, it, really make it a huge turnaround for him. So I root for, I root for all of them. But in particular, our root for Sam Darnold because I think he'll have the greatest impact. All right, David, fire another question. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about Julio Jones and the Tennessee Titans. You know, we saw the Titans two years ago. You know, they got to got to the AFC Championship game. Offense went stale in the second half of that game. Really, actually, after the first quarter of that game, where they kind of got out to a maybe it was twenty-one to seven lead, something big. If uh, yeah. You know, I'm not sure the exact score against the Kansas City Chiefs where it looked like they were rolling into the Super Bowl. You know, last year their offense went stale against the Ravens. Does Julio Jones put make the Titans into a legitimate AFC contender? Spencer, you're gonna fire first. Yeah, I will. Um I I don't think so, unfortunately. And I, I like Julio Jones a lot. Um their, their their offense. I mean, they're replacing Arthur Smith, and and I, I happen to think Arthur's pretty smart. Um, I, I just I just view Tennessee. I don't know if their defense is necessarily elite. You got to go against the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to go against uh, a Josh Allen led team. Uh, the the Colts in your own division are well run, have a good defense, a good structure on the offensive line. I look at Tannehill as well, and I think that he I think he's an all right quarterback. He's put up incredible stats uh, these last few years. So he's really held down the job. He has had a lot of success in Tennessee. I will admit that, even though I'm not the biggest Tannehill fan, um, I think that he that he's done fine. I just don't think this addition is going to be incredible um, in terms of competing for a Super Bowl. Um, but but Julio will certainly help. And he's one of the greatest wide receivers the game's seen. He's probably a top seven receiver to ever play the game, one of the best route runners ever, and a great teammate. So, you know, he's a little bit older. It's a good addition for them, um, but I, I don't think it's going to make the difference that, that we all want. You know, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I love the addition. I really do. Um, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I think he's going to be a good fit there. Do I think that takes him over the top? Yeah, I think there's a very good chance it does. I absolutely do. I, I think that Ryan Tannehill, he's been 18-8 and eight since he took over from Marcus Mariota. They've got a great running back at Derrick Henry. Now, granted, they lost Junior Smith uh, to free agency. He went up to New England. But I think this is a great this, – this could be the guy, David. He needs to have this rebound. Maybe – I'll say rebound year because I think he's always been a good 
regular season player, but never never really delivers uh, in the postseason. He's not a great fantasy quarterback pick because he never gets in the end zone. I think the chemistry that he's going to be building, I think there's a good chance that he, he could push them over and they could be competing for a bid for the Super Bowl. You know, I, I love what Mike Vrabel does to his team. I, I think he's he's a great coach. I uh, fell out of the Belichick tree kind of because he played for him. But I really like the addition to Julio, and I think – he can be reborn again in um, in Tennessee. I like I like the addition. I'm going to look forward to watching him pair up with Tannehill to give uh, maybe get some relief off Derrick Henry. Um, so I, I I'm all for it. I really am. I'm all for what he can do. What's your thoughts? No, I, I think it. I think it's a great addition. I do agree with what's one, one thing Spencer said is I, I think it. I think the addition is tremendous. It's just a matter of are you. The Bills, I'm not as worried about, to be to be honest with you. I don't know that they're going to be this perennial contender the way that you know, you know, long term. Even if Josh Allen's great, I don't know that they can replicate what they did last year. I think that they had a lot of things going for them. And actually, I think one thing that Spencer pointed out in a podcast maybe months ago when we were is I think Josh Allen, you know, this has, just for the Bills, Josh Allen, what's it called, benefited greatly from the whole idea of no fans in the stands. So do I, I think that the Tennessee Titans have vaulted themselves probably as the second-best team in the AFC with the Chiefs with this move, but I just don't see it, you know, as I, – I just don't see anyone being better than the Chiefs in the NFL. That's my opinion. Okay. I, don't, I don't see the Bucks better than them. I think that the Chiefs are still a standard in the NFL, whether they won last year or not. Okay, Spencer, go ahead. You got another topic. Topic number seven. I do. I do. And it's funny. I guess we could change our opinions on this, but I'm not going to change my my topic right now. We have and David alluded to it. He said Josh Allen. He already kind of saved said his opinion about Josh Allen. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert and 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 Joe Burrow. These are guys that had really decent rookie seasons. Who will sustain the, this this level of success? Is there going to be a sophomore slump with these guys? Okay, I'll open it up. I'm going to say I think both teams are going to – both quarterbacks are going to continue to thrive. I really do. Um, I think Joe Burrow is coming off, obviously, an ACL injury. Um, not sure. He claimed there was reports that he's going to be available come first first uh, for the first game. But I think Justin Herbert's going to continue to flourish. I think he's got, uh, you know, obviously the new coach, uh, similar system. But he's got Keenan Allen. He's got guys that he's already built chemistry with. He can play football. I love it. I think looking back, I'm sure many might on paper may disagree, but Justin Herbert probably should have been the first quarterback, if not the second quarterback taken in that draft. You know, Tua, you know, it's hard to label a guy going into his uh, sophomore football season as a bust, but there was rumors that he was going to get traded for Deshaun Watson earlier. Um, So I I think both players are going to take to continue to build. Um, I don't think they're going to find a sophomore slump. If Joe Burrow comes back healthy, I think he's just going to thrive. He's got – uh, Jamar Chase now, another LSU receiver that he had built chemistry with and won a national title with. I mean, like I said, I, I think these guys are the up and con- the young guns are going to continue to flourish. David, okay, just a quick question because we we talked about you know you know two, we knocked a little bit Tua on the idea that you know he um, was going to be traded for Deshaun Watson. Would you have trade for forget the stuff you think about off the field? Would you trade Deshaun Watson for Joe Burrow? Before this last year, sure. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so it's like one of those weird things, but yeah, you know. But I, I think Justin Herbert will continue to go on the track that he's on. Burrow, I think, is ultimately gonna. 
I know this is a long-term take, is ultimately going to be somewhere where Stafford was, where they went out, they drafted Jamar Chase. That's going to help him a lot. I mean, it really will. But you're coming off an ACL injury, you know, is he just going to keep on getting hurt because that offensive line did not get any better? Yeah. You know, I think point, Burrow is – They could have taken a pin a soul, but they didn't. They want Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, Burrow might end up – his career, you know, might just end up being injury riddled. Hopefully not, but, you know, they have no line. And is this going to be another year where he's going to get take a beating and a half over the year? And I think the answer is probably going to, unfortunately for him, be yes. And – this this franchise, you know, when are they going to get it right with him? Year four, five? You know, I don't know, but it it I mean, I could be wrong. But well, I think here's what I'm going to say about Joe Burrow is that he he's been training also with Jordan Palmer. He's he's apparently added like RPMs to his throwing, like he's going through the scientific revolution. Uh, but but I'm going to say this, all right, David. The Giants, mean? the Giants last year they added a a lineman in the top five. Okay. They, yeah. added, they added an offensive tackle, all right? Yeah. Did Daniel Jones get the crap beaten out of him last year because they added that lineman? You're damn right. They still did. Right, David? Mm-hmm. Right? So, by the way, you add a guy in Jamar Chase that you believe can be this, like, this this Randy Moss, Culpepper, you believe can be this tandem. You look at, since he's a small market, you bring in you, you, Joe Burrow. You bring in his his main catalyst, a teammate that he's had incredible chemistry with. The linemen are not a hundred percent going to be mm-hmm. great. I mean, you even look at at the draft in twenty thirteen. I think you had like Fisher and somebody of Jacksonville, Luke Stokel. These linemen fail all the time. I think this was a really good move, and also you could get the linemen in, in free agency, just like the Browns did. So I think it was fine. It's very fair. Okay, Spencer, go ahead. Uh, uh, David, topic number eight. Yeah, well, we're going to actually go a little bit off of what we discussed before the show because I was thinking about it, but it should be an easy one to talk about. It's, you know, Lamar Jackson going into the huge contract year, whether they're going to sign him to an extension or not. And unless I'm mistaken, there's been no extension signed. You know, all you hear from the Ravens, oh, we want to sign him to an extension, but still nothing is there, you know. Do the Ravens really commit long-term money to Lamar Jackson the same way that, you know, he's an MVP, his record is very, very high, but obviously there's that question. Can he really flourish as, you know, a passing quarterback in this league for a long time? And that that is a fair question at this point, you know. Are they going to actually sign him to an extension the same way these other teams have to these other quarterbacks? David, I think he has to. I mean, the guys who won an MVP, um, he, you know what, no one's not, no one will ever forget the game that he did when he came back against Cleveland um, last season. He's a star. He really is. And I think it's a disservice not to give him that type of money. Um, Again, you know, you have a lot of guys in that quarterback class that came out that year. Josh Allen was one of them. Um, Baker Mayfield, you know, uh, Josh Rosen. Sam, they were all there, and they're all basically looking for that same type of contract. But of all of them, he and Josh Allen have been the stars. So I think I think he has to. I think you do give him that money. I don't like giving guys that money. You know that. You and I have had these discussions. Obviously, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff have not earned it. They have not done it. But it's going to be interesting. But I think if you're going to place a, a guy who who is the next in line to get that type of money, I think you have to look at Lamar Jackson because he has proved himself. Here, here's here's the next preface to that question. Maybe I didn't word correctly. Are they going to give him an extension, or is he destined for the franchise tag? 
I think they give him the extension. I do. Okay. When, when did they make that decision also? Do you know? Probably the end of the year. Because they have um, one more year. Oh, they, oh, the end of the season. So I think I think that there is a time that they have to make like for before the season, but you know, you, no matter what, you can always sign a contract at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. they can decide when they pick up the fifth op, fifth mm-hmm. year. They can let them know that's what happened with um uh, who was the quarterback up in uh, the Chicago that that just Trubisky. 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 Yeah. Well, they're going to pick up the fifth year options. It's a matter of do you extend him? Yeah. I'm the biggest critic of of Lamar Jackson. Um, you wouldn't but, say, but he it has had incredible success in the NFL. But you look at Lamar Jackson, and I, I would even compare him a little bit to a guy that also won an MVP in, in Cam Newton. And you're seeing the wear and tear of Cam Newton right now in his early 30s. So how how gracefully is is Lamar Jackson going to age? And when you're running the ball, when you're taking, I mean, I guess I guess you could say that he doesn't take hits. He's six four. He always slides. And the NFL, you can't hit quarterbacks anymore. But it's just that Lamar Jackson is special because of his athletic ability. It's not because of his throwing ability and how well do these guys age. You look at Tom Brady, who doesn't run. The guys that have played a long time in this league are pocket-passing guys with the ability to run. So I'm not a huge fan of that. It's what have you done for me lately kind of league. Um, The Ravens would have to trade him if they're not going to sign him. But the Ravens are all in on this experience, and they are. And what I think is going to happen is not what I would do. But they're going to sign him to a long-term extension well, after this year. There's no doubt about it. But they're going to make the playoffs again. Your citing Cam Newton is bizarre yeah. to me because Cam Newton is like in his 30s, where no matter what, wherever this extension ends, he's gonna it's gonna end at like 27, 28. Yeah, exactly, it's gonna end at 29. Doesn't matter. He's still in the prime of his career, and I think you're going to get the most out of it. All right, David, what are your thoughts before we dive in? We're almost 50 minutes in the show, and we got not two more topics. I thought I got one more topic. Um, my, my my thoughts are that I think he's destined for a fran- uh, quarterback option and franchise tag eventually. That's my. I, I feel like if they were going to sign to an extension, it would have already happened, and they're not going to they're not going to get rid of him, but they're not going to lock him up long term. And it's always unless he. Unless he wins a Super Bowl, they're they're always gonna. Whenever that last game of the year always happens, you know, most of the time when you lose your last game, the quarterback did not play his best game ever. So and that's what everyone's always gonna harp on, and he's gonna get you to the playoffs every year. Can you find Super Bowl success? I don't know. Number nine, Spencer. What's your topic? My topic is a 17-game season. Um, what coaches are going to be resting their guys week 17? This might be like the preseason where you saw the Rams not play any starters. I mean, how is this going to affect the viewing experience of fans, the confusion at the end of the year of playoff scenarios, and 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 the possible repercussions of, of performance going down because you're exposing these guys to another week of, of football? Okay, so let me start by by saying this: the teams that are already qualified for the playoffs will, will be resting their guys. I think it's going to be viewed just as the way as Week 16 is. If you're playing for something, you have something to play for, whether it's seeding, home field advantage. I think those guys are playing like like the season's on. That's how I view it. I, it's just another game, you know. David, I, I agree. I don't think that. I think the whole thing is the 17 games. You know, when you get to the playoffs, what you know, do you have a one more week of injuries and things like that. But, you know, no one's resting until they've completely clinched up everything. And now that they have 
kind of changed up the playoff format, you know, there's going to be less, you know, security in wherever anybody is. So, you know, it could be a good idea is two weeks of rest. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Week 16 and 17, because there's only the, because there's only one by by team in the NFL. Now, aren't they like taking the week? Of, like, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're like taking like the week in between the Super Bowl, like out. Is that what they're doing? That makes sense. It does make sense. I, I think that they're keeping the calendar the same, but don't hundred percent quote me. But I think they're keeping the oh. the the first weekend of um the first Sunday in February is still the same. So I have to imagine that that's where you make up the week. I don't know if that that's good. That's gonna that's gonna affect Super Bowl ratings. That's gonna affect it. Because that week where you don't have any football, the build up to the Super Bowl just gets so incredibly. I gotta look up the calendar. Time. I could be fake news, but I thought that they were keeping the at the first Sunday of the year. So I have to imagine that's the only place where you make up that week. No, it's a good thing for the players, though. They get less distractions for that week. Okay, I so so I'm, David, I actually like the fact that they just roll right into it. I hate the fact that there's like a gap week. Um, yeah. I really, I really do. Um, I, I absolutely, I absolutely do. But it makes it so dramatic, though, because you're talk, 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 talk about, it, and then the buildup is just, you know what I'm saying? It's like you get so warped into this conversation, so, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but I, I just don't, I don't think so. All right, so let me wrap it up with topic number ten. Uh, I'll go back to the quarterback. It seems like it's Ben Roethlisberger's last year in Pittsburgh. The swan song, I think, is is fair to say, David, he's done. Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, is a Hall of Famer. Pittsburgh, they were the last team that went undefeated uh, in, before they lost and then, then dropped like four of the last five games. How is Ben Roethlisberger – what do you think the Steelers' chances are of actually making an impact going somewhere in the in the uh, in Ben Roethlisberger's last year? I'm going to – my hot take is Ben Roethlisberger will not be the starting quarterback by the end of the year. I don't know who it is on that roster, whether it's – Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. I just think that Ben Roethlisberger looked so bad at the end of last year. I know he's, you know, better and all that, but, you know, his decline was very evident. One, he's probably going to get hurt at some point during the year. That's just the reality. Ben Roethlisberger always seems to get hurt recently. I don't wish that upon him, but I just don't see him ending the year. I just don't see this ending in any graceful fashion. I, I think, or his performance is going to be of such where, you know, they're just going to have to pull him to give their team any chance. Sounds and good. you do have Dwayne Haskins there who has been an absolute joke in the NFL. But, you know, if the Steelers aren't very good, you might take a look at him if he's doing anything in practice. Okay. Spencer? If, if he could get to practice. Hey, that's – hey, you're, you're – <laughs> if he's not getting beaten up by his fiance. Exactly. If he has smooth car rides, take an Uber to practice. But anyway, talking about – um, Big Ben Roethlisberger. One, he's on a diet, which is which is a huge which is a huge storyline. <laughs> he's okay. on a diet. Let's just answer the question. Come on, Eric, okay, Big Ben, stop belaboring the, the or whatever that word is. Big Ben's going to be a lot better this year. Put it that way. The Steelers, Big Ben. Here's the point about Ben. He he has outstanding arm strength. You look at Ben, his improvisational skills are tremendous. He has a receiver. He has a Canadian receiver in Chase Claypool that had a really nice rookie season that's going to, in his second year, Claypool's even going to be more dominant. And guess what's a quarterback's best friend? 
it is a running back. And they have selected out of Alabama Najee Harris to really take the burden off of Big Ben. This is an AFC North that is that is incredible that has incredibly kind of weak coaching, weak coaches. And um, I'm really excited to see how they'll do in the AFC North. I think they'll win the AFC North. Their defense is so great as well. Their defense is lights out. Ben's going to have a tremendous season, possible Super Bowl championship season. All right, I kind of go um, with David. I think I think Ben the Ben Roethlisberger wheels are are falling off, and I think by the end of the season, I don't know if he's going to be able to finish it. They don't root for injury. I just think it's going to it could possibly happen. Uh, boys, obviously, we're 55 minutes into this. It was great. David, why don't you take us out? We're definitely going to be back with our rookie, top five rookies. We're going to start breaking down each division. Football is back. Glad to see everybody. So, uh, Football's back. I love uh, Spencer, it. thank you for your time. You were great. Coach, you're great as always. And if you're still listening to us, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere where you may listen to us. And until next time, this is changing the time.